Hello and welcome to Frameline. I'm Barbara Gasowski here with my favorite critic, Courtney Small. Hello, how are you today? <laughs> really good. Good. <laughs> Our guest today is Carolyn Morissette, who's making funny noises. <laughs> I mean, no, no funny faces. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> We better start talking to Carolyn. I think she's getting squirrely, and there's a second booth here for our guests, you know, so they can spread out and be comfy cozy. So let me just tell you a bit about Blood in the Snow, a little bit about the details, and then uh, I'm going to ask Courtney to ask the first question, okay? No, sure. You know, even it out a little bit. All right, sounds doing, good. And you know me, I'm going to do a lot of talking right now. <laughs> okay, so Blood in the Snow, or as it is affectionately known, Bits. Bits 2019 this year opens the uh, fest- the festival opens with the comedy slasher Puppet Killer. And so there's a lot of alumni, which is great. It's a nice community. And we'll talk a bit about that, this festival. So it's featuring alumni uh, Gigi Guerrero from The Purge and Culture Shock. And it, it's a, a kind of you know fun slasher about a group of teenagers who have to figure out who the psychotic killer is that's stalking them. <laughs> and um, their emotionally damaged friend f- to get his murderous childhood toy. So that's... <laughs> I really got a kick out of this film. Uh, the, I mean, the the, follow- the next film that I'm going to talk about, it's uh, Montreal filmmakers Chris Bavota and Lee Paula Springer from Even in the Darkness Has Arms make their Bits feature debut with Dead Dicks. And that's, I'm going to tell that was a fun one. And um, there are lots of Toronto premieres and lots of names and people that you know. And uh, there's a really interesting film called Happy Face, which uh, is a completely different thing. Um, and the festival closes. These are just like some little bits I'm picking out here. And Carolyn will talk about the rest and Courtney. Um, and the festival closes with uh, a film called Z. I that's, no, the Canadian... The pronunciation is Zed. Uh, there's lots of shorts and stuff, and there's even going. The festival's going to end with their Bloodies Awards and a, a special VR event. So let's uh, let's get on to the details. Well, that's that's a lot going. See, on. See, I told you I was going to talk a lot. But one thing I'd <laughs> like to start about was is with the films, and you know, Barbara alluded to a few, and you know, having seen Puppet Killer, I have I have so many questions about that <laughs> film, but. Uh, <laughs> More in terms of the the tone for this year, I find like this year compared to previous years, there's a lot more genre blending. Yeah, uh, a lot more. Yeah. Uh, now, was that by design, or is it just happens like by the the films that you you guys were screening and just as a collective? Chose? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, we got a lot of different types of horror and genre films. So, and I, I feel like it's a kind of a cool mix. Like there's there's always something for everyone, but this year it's much more than than I think um, past years. Um, we've got like the comedy, the puppet killer. Like I know when I was screening that one, I was like, so where is this going? And then I found myself laughing out loud when I was watching it. So um, I really enjoyed that. I think people are really going to enjoy it. They're going to have to just basically go with it, you know, <laughs> they'll go with it, go with the ride. So um, yeah, there's a lot of blending. There's like, Almost like um, I find like she never died gave me kind of a modern noir feel um, with a bit of horror and a bit of comedy, dry humor. Um, there's Deep Six, which is a fantastic 
um, it's a web series, but it's a feature-length film as well. So um, I think that's the first time we've ever had that. Um, and it's a fantastic sci-fi and incredible special effects for a web series. Like, it's incredible. So there's something for everyone, yeah. And with the web series, I know it was last year or maybe the year before that you guys introduced the whole program for for web series oh. along with your shorts or is it this is the first year that you're doing it oh we had web series last year as okay well. yeah and, and so. how's the reception for that because web series are becoming increasingly popular mm-hmm. um, but in many ways they still are somewhat niche depending on um, your age and how you approach cinema yeah I, I i think that's true um but i think they're gaining in popularity and i think that um in terms of being a filmmaker um, it's a really interesting medium where you can, if you have like a story arc, if you have like a lot going on, instead of cramming it into like an hour and a half, you can spread out your story, you know? And I think that's what's really attractive, especially for people who are writing script writers. And um, I think that's that's a really attractive part of web series is that you can carry your story on and it can go anywhere, you know? So you don't just have to stop at like an hour and 25 minutes. Um, and I, I think that's the in- intriguing thing about it as well. So, yeah. And did you find that they are um, tougher to program compared to shorts or similar or b- based on your experience last year with it? Mm-hmm. Um, did your programming style change when it came to web series? Uh, I don't think so. I actually feel like the um, web six, I know um, Kelly Michael Stewart, the um, festival director, he's on the jury for, um, I believe, the TO Web. Um, awards and um, and he um, he he sees a lot of great web series and um, he like it I think that it's a really uh, great medium for um, for like diversity in terms of themes stories that sort of thing so yeah I don't I don't think it's I feel like it's more of a not a little easier, but there's more variety, and I think that's what makes it attractive as well. Yeah. And you still have, so was it two short programs? Uh, we have three this oh, year. Oh, three. Yeah, okay. exciting. Um, so we have Funny Frights, which is um, a collection of comedy um, horror. Uh, we have Dark Visions, um, which is more of like the your traditional horror, like, you know, darker stuff and then we have emerging screams um which includes student filmmakers and new filmmakers as well so yeah so we have three shorts programs like you hear the pages i have this is all <laughs> all the programming and it's, it's a lot and it, i don't know we're just really jazzed this year so yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i i know uh, courtney and, and had already touched on this but uh, you know when it comes to the variety of stuff the variety of stuff that's happening within horror mm-hmm. or within the genre, because you're, you're not just a horror festival. It's a genre. But when people think of genre films, they do think of horror. But even in, in that context, there's like horror. Com- there's so much. You've said we've all said the word comedy mm-hmm. a number of times already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're just, just beginning the discussion, really. And and so it's fascinating to me as someone who hasn't really followed. I can't, you know, and I I can't. I'm a wimp. I can't handle slasher <laughs> films. Yeah. So really, I'm not an expert on this. But I'm really start appreciating like the variety of things going on, especially the humor. Mm-hmm. Because for someone who's who's been a you know a, a wimp, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like laughing with the filmmakers mm-hmm. is part of the process. And that, that's a good feeling for audiences, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like, you know, when I, you're mentioning it, you put a whole shorts program together just to do with comedy. Yeah. And so it's fascinating. They're really funny. They're really funny. I mean, they're really dark. There's some that have some really dark themes, but you can't help but laugh. You know, they're, they're pretty hilarious. So, yeah, I think people are really going to enjoy that, uh, that program. And also the Dark Visions, too, if you really want. Um, I know um, our uh, festival goers are really into the shorts, um, hence our Bloody Bits 1 and 2 compilations, the DVDs. Um, and I think the Dark Visions is going to be a really good program for people who really want that traditional scare. So, yeah. So that's Dark Visions. It's yeah. mm-hmm. something much more traditional. Traditionally scary and like there's got really like meaty horror, but in a short film. So, and we had some really great submissions this year, like really great. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. And with, to just piggyback off this whole mixing of genres mm-hmm. and just a variety of, of films that you have this year, you had a couple that surprised me mm-hmm. um, from, from what I've previewed so far. Like Happy Face was not what I was expecting. No. It went places. It started off dark and then kind of went a different direction. Yeah. And then Magic yeah. is sci-fi drama. I I would say if you were a fan of the X-Files, yes. yeah. Magic's a film to see. And, I, and yep. the dialogue is just so, so sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that on the surface you wouldn't think to associate with blood in the snow but mm. then looking at the whole slate of films just like no that kind of slots in perfect with that with that mix so was it yeah. was it tough narrowing down the type of films you were gonna well, show this year it was funny because i uh, some of the tones of the film like i uh, for instance for magic i was watching it when we were vetting films and i was thinking where is this going and then um not to spoil but there's it just kind of takes you to a place where you're like what (laughs) and um we all discussed and we're like well this is really great because we want to include sci-fi kind of conspiracy type films because i don't think we really had that many if my memory serves me um you know that type of conspiracy sci-fi thing so um i think we were really kind of like oh we have to have this so um yeah, I think that the tones were just really different this year. And again, that's when you mentioned you noticed that, that it's just all mm-hmm. pretty much a mixed bag. Um, and I think that's what I like about this year. Yeah, yeah. I would say for, for listeners, just as a brief synopsis without spoiling anything, Magic is about a conspiracy vlogger who deals only with the facts and then is faced with a case that will test that yeah. theory. And that's all I will say. And it's funny because um, just to sidetrack into Nerdland. my sister and i will like go down the rabbit hole on youtube and you're like this is conspiracy videos and you're like oh my god <laughs> so this really this really worked you know <laughs> i want to go back to happy face oh yes that absolutely. was a big surprise for me mm-hmm. because it, you know as courtney said it, it does fit and then it's it sort of switches direction and i like and it seems to be be dealing with a lot of things at once. And, and mm-hmm. let me just um, give a brief synopsis and also point out uh, that um, it is this is a first-time director, right? It's a feature? Um, I, no, I think yeah, my I think notes he, are wrong. Yeah, I think he actually has um, 
another film out. I believe he has another film. Okay. But this well, this um did the circuit, um uh, the festival circuit, so it did really well. Yeah, and yeah. I can see why mm-hmm. because you know on one hand, okay, so it's about a, a teenage boy who's struggling mm-hmm. to come to terms with his um, the fact that his mother is dying. And what he does in this case, it's a, it's a very unconventional thing that he does. He's worried about the fact that she's going to go through so many surgeries mm-hmm. that um, he might have to deal with her on a different level. Or he it might change his relationship because she might end up looking differently. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he manipulates his face with bandages and sort of hides it and makes it look like he's been through some sort of experience that mm-hmm. has disfigured his face and goes to a support group for this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of, you know, you can you can almost predict what happens, but you can't predict how. No. And that's mm-hmm. what I really appreciated about the film was that it was full of surprises and and it really had a depth that it I appreciated. Really yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and and where, what really struck me was that these types of films about, you know, the walking wounded, or if you want to use the metaphor, the walking dead, since mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, bits, mm-hmm. the walking wounded healing each other, mm-hmm. that goes across every genre. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. goes across all festivals. And it's it really opened my eyes to what um, bits is doing, mm-hmm. you know, and what genre films can do and that this is just a different more more different creative solution yeah to that question of how does this character get through this and what if it's it was interesting the interactions with the other people in the group and Mm -hmm. how everyone sort of grew in a way from the encounter you know mm-hmm. yeah and then like the the i feel like the humanity and and the flaws in each character um it was so like touching you know yeah. and and the the heartbreak that they all went through and it, it was just a really um like a dark drama with humanity you know because yeah. I, I remember um our, our curveball a few years ago was kidnap capital I don't know if you remember that one. It was about um, human smuggling, um, and it, it was that was a curveball. And that one um, people loved because it was just kind of a different. It was a darker drama. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, Happy Faces along that lines, where you kind of think it's coming from one direction, and then it totally, you know, veers off into a different direction, and it kind of breaks your heart. So absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and what a statement! Yeah. What mm-hmm. a statement on, I mean, it's so relevant yeah. because of, you know, superficial things yes, like absolutely. how we, how we judge each other. And it's not even, does, doesn't even have to be based on if you have something mm-hmm. exterior about mm-hmm. yourself that people are judging, they're still judging you anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's something that w- this film, we can all tap into. Yeah. And I, you know, um, I didn't really think it was ex- ex- like the actors actually have real facial um, yeah. um, issues and deformities, and I don't know if that's that's probably not the right word to use, but um, uh, they look different to what uh, you know everyone else would look like. Yeah, people have but, had like surgeries, surgeries and, and that sort yeah, of different thing, disabilities. And disabilities and that sort of thing, and um, it, it it wasn't exploitative to me. I just I felt like. Um, it kind of gave them a voice, you know. And, absolutely, yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I really like that about I, you know. That's I'm what like, I also mm. really appreciated mm. as well. So I mean, on that level as well. I yeah. mean, the film reverberates in so many different ways. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's 
I don't know, it just made me appreciate um, the whole context of the festival. Yeah. Oh, even, even more. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. like, wait a second, this is a, this is like this is a festival where things can be solved mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. ways that are different. Yep. Absolutely. Than I'm used to. Yeah. And also with with your festival and and the films that you show. I, f- I find that you guys also go against type with what's to be expected. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. of um, She Never Dies, the oh, yes. Audrey Cummings ladies. One. I think mm-hmm. this is the, the third film of hers that you've yes, showed yeah. up the, at the festival. And yeah. I don't know, it, it, it's a very interesting, dark, I would say almost Terminator-esque with a slice of horror yeah. type film. Yeah. But there's a lot of action and there's a lot of gore. And it's coming from a director and a cast that you wouldn't, normally see handle yeah. those type of things which is which is great and you know is that type of out of the box thinking something that you also strive for when you're when you're selecting um yeah i think so and um i mean uh, especially with audrey i think she just um audrey cummings the director of she never died um she uh, her ideas are so like outside of the as you're saying out out of the box outside of the box and i feel like every time she comes out with a film it's not the same thing you know she's not kind of doing the same formula and that's what excites me about her films so and also um i did see the the film uh, he never died which is kind of in the same universe so i was really excited to see what she would do with you know the the next step of that universe and I was absolutely thrilled because I love um, Olenike, the um, lead actress, um, Olenike Adelili, um, and I love her so much. Uh, so, and just to see her in a role like that because she's done so many other roles, um, and to see her as like this really tough, um, you know, immortal um, being, it just it it was. I just her range is so incredible. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find Miss um, Cummings does high concept films, at least with mm-hmm. the last two, mm-hmm. but in a reasonable kind of budget framework. Yeah, which is, which is very tough to to pull off. And I know you also have. Well, I'm thinking even with um, if it's puppet puppet killer, mm-hmm. uh, you, like you have a lot of female directors doing really interesting work. I believe even yeah. Magic that we were just discussing was is a female director. Um, I- I, I might be wrong. I have to check my notes on that. But know, you still have my notes too. you do have like a lot of um, really great female directors doing a lot of unique and interesting work. And I find yeah. mm-hmm. not every festival seems to do like even though everyone's talking about inclusion, mm-hmm. you guys actually were doing seem to have been doing it before it even became like a buzzword. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was um, one of um, I think Kelly's kind of on that on our list that we have to have. Um, female directors because um, I mean there are so many out there um, and it's it, it, we have to make you know work on that parity um, and have female directors uh, you know uh, in line with male directors and I, it shouldn't be a thing you know mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be a thing so yeah no it looks like it's quite easy actually mm-hmm. yeah but the quality <laughs> of the work exactly like, <laughs> there's a lot of obvious candidates here mm-hmm. yeah um and I, I do have to before before we go. I, I do have to talk, just have a discussion about dead dicks. <laughs> I just <laughs> just the the creativity that that went beyond this concept. Which I mean, the concept itself is you know, like like I was saying about you know a previous film. It's it's not that it's a, a brand new concept. It's just a really unique original approach. 
And it 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 really uh, struck a chord with me because um, just the con- concept of it, you know, it it had such so many. Um, I keep using the words reverberation, but mm-hmm. it it sort of had all these rever- reverberations in in more metaphorical terms, mm-hmm. and and it just like the, this state. I could just think about it for days, and yeah. I'm still thinking about it. You know, this thing. Sorry, is dead text is <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking of, and I just the concept of you know. Okay, so Becca has a suicidal brother, and but she's she's always had to take care of him, even though he's the older brother, and that sort of that sibling thing. Right, mm-hmm. she has a suicidal brother, and so in this case, something's going on, and you know she, he's he's begging her to come over, but we see something happen, and we're not quite sure. And then the whole thing, you know, is about her trying to help him. But the situation that he's in is kind of a Russian doll kind of situation, mm-hmm. except it doesn't even like doesn't even stay in Russian doll territory it goes way beyond that in much more creative ways you know um and the whole concept of uh, the repetition of of this this one thing this one you know act of killing it it's it's not even close to russian doll it's yeah. just that the person keeps coming back in, yeah. in and it's it's all about like coming back and rebirth and regeneration but all, while we're dealing with that, it's all about Becca yep. and mm-hmm. Becca coming to terms and Becca, you know, coming to terms with her own problems with standing up for herself mm-hmm. and saying, you know, creating, creating boundaries. Um, and I just absolutely adored the ending. Yeah, it was it was really a trip. I, I you know, during our announcements, I just said it, it's it's a trip and it really is because you can take so much from it. It's surreal. It's you know funny at times. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it has, just, it's actually hilarious it's at times. Really funny, and then it's very sad. And it's, it's trippy. It's, it's like, everything. Like yeah. I said, you know, and you're thinking like, oh, you know, this is this is a metaphor for this, and mm. this is you know a metaphor for that, and so like that, you know, that geek in me that loves metaphors yeah. is like <laughs> tripping on this whole thing. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it's a really great film and great and performance. Yeah, the ending yeah. is so fabulous. Yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like yes, yeah. Just, that was that was my ending in yeah. my house by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> at my computer cheering. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Which yeah. is you know how you guys like anyone listening. You don't know what we're talking about. And yeah, there's no way you're gonna know. And I don't want to say too too much yeah, exactly. because I don't want to spoil it because you just have to see it because that's another film that you're like, where is this going? Yeah, you know? so, exactly. Yeah. But um, on a note here, mm-hmm. uh, we have to say that at the Fantasia Film Festival, mm-hmm. it won the Audience Award for Best Canadian Feature. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. It did. So, um, yeah. I so think that, that, tells speaks, you, that, that tells you something. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Six volumes yes. right there. You know, we've been talking a lot about the, uh, the great films that you're going to see on screen, mm-hmm. but you guys also have a series of events for the behind the scenes kind of stuff the mm-hmm. for those who are filmmakers or maybe are interested in getting into the film game you have mm-hmm. a lot of industry panels mm-hmm. uh, there's two in particular that i thought were sounded really interesting um, one involving an intimacy coordinator which yeah. Yeah. You, you would think would be standard on every film but yeah. was, it was one of those things where i saw that and i said that's that's kind of brilliant. Yeah. I would have never thought that someone would have a panel on 
hey, if you're going to have a film where there's going to be a love scene, um, you need to have the proper things. And here's how you would do it. Right? And here are the type of people that you need to get in contact with. I think that's fantastic. And also the, the power round table one and two, yeah. where you've got a lot of heavy hitters yep. in the Canadian entertainment industry coming to, to share some advice. So I was wondering if you could just elaborate more on, on the panels. Well, um, and that's one of the things. So it's the deadly exposure um, industry market. Um, and it's become quite popular, especially because this is um, an independent film festival. So there's a lot of filmmakers who, um, you know, while they've made their films, they still want to get more inside information, inside tips. So um, Kelly makes it a point of having these panels so that he can provide them with information that they can use. So like, you know, um, doing your taxes, tax credits, um, the intimacy coordinator. I mean, because if you're an independent film, you want to make sure that you, you know, even though you might just kind of be amassing a cast and crew, but you want to make sure you're doing things right especially for that type of a scene or that, you know. So um, he tries to think outside of the box, again, with things that filmmakers might want to learn about, might need, might actually use. So um, I think it's a, it's a very important part of the festival. Also to expose them to um, great um, industry contacts. And even, you know, at our cocktails, like, There'll be a person, you know, that may bump into someone and like, oh, hey, you know, I do X, Y, Z. Well, hey, I'm doing this. And, you know, you make connections that way. So I think it's a huge part of the festival. Um, and that's why the filmmakers love it. It's, you know, for moviegoers and for filmmakers as well. So, yeah. And it's and it's one of those things where do you, you find like a lot of alumni who don't even have films in the festival coming back just to kind of sit in on yeah, the previous panels? Yeah, they they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the part. I think they kind of like coming to them for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, we can't let you go without um, having you talk about the VR as oh. much as you can. I know yeah. like, you can't really give it away, but as much as you can, yeah. the closing VR. Well, um, it's really exciting. Um, um, Hollywood Suite, which is one of our sponsors, they are going to be doing a VR experience of Night of the Living Dead. So it's going to be fabulous. Um, and we showed a little clip at the announcement. Um, and it's pretty insane. And uh, they talked about how they created it, how they had to kind of map it up, map up the, the actual original house from the film. Um, it's it's really cool. So I think we're really excited about that. So it's going to be um, after our Bloodies Awards um, on closing night. So, yeah. Okay. It, can people get into the awards? Or the, I mean, obviously, there's ac easy ac access to the VR, right? Mm -hmm. So how do, what's the logistics well, there? Um, if you have a ticket for the closing film, which is um, Z or Z, <laughs> um, which I have to say is really scary. Well, um, you should you should also say something about that, but first yeah, the but, VR um, and then yeah. That so one. When, if you have a ticket for the closing film, um, that actually includes the bloodies, and then you can head to I believe it's at the. Um, is it the Monarch? The Monarch. Yes, yeah, I've it's got at the, the Monarch. Notes. Yes, it's at the Monarch. It's at the Monarch. So um, you can head over there because that's going to be our closing party. So yeah. Fabulous. Okay, and so the the Royal Cin all of this is happening at the Royal Cin Royal, Royal Cinema, Cinema mm -hmm. which is around Bathurst. It's just west of Bathurst on College, mm -hmm. and then the Monarch is just down down Clinton Street, down Clinton. so south of the mm -hmm. Royal. And so we'll also be having some um, parties at uh, Super Wonder Gallery, which is just 
next to <laughs> just next to the um, ca- diplomatic uh the diplomatico cap yeah cafe, cafe diplomatico yeah, yeah. which then, is also like right there yeah, in the neighborhood so it's all like in a closed area and then um for the industry market we'll be having it at the peacock pub house so um which is a gorgeous space so yeah we're it's exactly. just in the neighborhood as well the, yeah right next door to the super wonder gallery so so easy for for people to walk from mm-hmm. venue to venue yeah there you go um but please say something about the closing night film Oh my God! Um, <laughs> yes, it is a uh, as Kirk Havlin, our uh, one of our programmers, <laughs> he called it a creepy kid film. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's basically about a kid who has a, a imaginary friend, and that's all I'll say. And um, it's I actually when I was a lot of these films when I was vetting them, I was actually like yelling at my screen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this one's a lot of fun, and also um, yeah, it's. Yelling I, I, in I a good way, right? Yeah, in a in a good way. I can't, I don't want to say too much because like, everything you have to see it. So yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank yep. you so much, You're Carolyn welcome. Morissette. And you meant you kept mentioning Kelly. Yes, Kelly so, Michael Stewart, the director of the film festival. So, um, and our tickets are on sale now. There are still some passes available. Um, so go to the website www.bloodinthesnow.ca and uh, get all your tickets and passes. So yeah. That's right. And remember, it runs from November 1st to the 26th. Yeah, 21st. <laughs> Sorry, 21st. Sorry. <laughs> November well, 1st has passed. Yes. Yeah, long. <laughs> All right. November 21st to the 26th. Okay. Thank you, Carolyn. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Catch you next time.